King, you have summoned me. What is it? Take this here vibranium to the Brother Miles as a gift from the people of Wakanda. Go and bring him the vibranium mic. He will use it wisely. Who are you? You don't know. Don't tell me Negro. That's absolutely nothing. What did you do before you were named a Negro? And where were you? And what did you have there? Ask Professor Maurice Miles Martinez, MC Brother Miles, and he'll tell you like it really is. You can shackle the hands of black people. You can jail the bodies of black people. But you cannot shackle or jail the minds of black people. Rise up, black man, black woman, and reach to go back to Africa. My father was a Garveyite. Thus, Marcus Garvey can be thought of as my grandfather. But when you say, I've read in... Dr. Ben's book, or I've read in Dr. Ivan Van Sertima's book, or I've read in Professor Maurice Miles Martinez's book, they say, don't speak that information in here. Brothers and sisters, speak your truth to the world. Brother Miles, the black man's truth is here. The Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. History is a clock that people use to tell their political, economic, and cultural time of day. Brother Miles, the relationship of history to the people is the same as the relationship of a mother to her child. Free at last and proud to be black. One day, Miles, will be free at last. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast, the place where black history, hip-hop, and spoken word come together. I'm your host, Maurice Miles Martinez, also known as MC Brother Miles. At the end of each podcast, we have an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself. So last week in season two, episode 10 of this podcast, we spoke about the oximeter that measures people with dark skin. The oximeter is the thing that they place on your finger that takes your pulse and measures your blood oxygen level. And it has been shown that dark skinned people who are having trouble breathing from COVID-19 are going to medical facilities, the hospital, and being misread by the oximeter and being told by nurses and doctors that their oxygen levels are fine, but only when they have insisted and have done more invasive tests to find out the true oxygen level, their oxygen levels were not fine. Number one, what I'm proposing is that all black, Latino, Asian, and Native American people should be guaranteed a separate oxygen level test when they go to the hospital, a blood test. So definitely check out season two, episode 10 of this podcast from last week 
for more information. So this week, Season 2, Episode 11, we're going to deal with how to deal with racism from your doctor if you're black and or a minority. And if you notice, I placed the word minority in quotes. And the reason I placed the word minority in quotes is because we are not a minority in terms of numbers. We are the world's majority. Some scholars have questioned the use of the word minority, and I typically don't use it in my writing. Nevertheless, we have been given less power. So there are some things that we can do to get the power back when we go to the doctor. So please share this podcast with your friends and family because someone somewhere is going through a medical procedure and I've seen too many times that our people have been mistreated. Now everyone who listens to this podcast knows that Imhotep, the black Egyptian, was the true father of medicine to whom Hippocrates, the Greek, paid tribute as the god Asclepius. But how do you deal with the fact that you invented medicine, historically speaking, and you are the most mistreated person in the world today, as is documented in the book Medical Apartheid. So I put together a guide of 10 questions that you can ask your doctor anytime you visit them so that you won't end up just another neglected number. Now, if you can't ask the questions below that I'm about to share, bring a friend or family member who can do this. Some people are too shy, and I understand that they can't do this. But you need someone in the room with you to ask these questions as a black person or Latino or any other group that has been marginalized by the medical establishment. Because of social media, it becomes much easier to join a group that can advocate for you in this type of situation. And if you can't bring a friend, call or FaceTime a friend or family member while you are at the doctor and let them ask these questions. Number one, what is the treatment here? And are there any instances of the treatment injuring patients? What percentage of patients have been injured by it? Remember that they were treating people's pain unnecessarily in America a decade ago, and then this became a major crisis. By the way, this became primarily a crisis in the European American community in the United States of America because most of the overdoses were from that community. And guess what they did? Well, they said that we're going to declare that we have a crisis in America, a medical crisis. However, when the same thing happened in black America in the 1980s, what did they do? They declared a war on drugs. So treatment versus a war on drugs based upon what community you came from. So what you should always ask is what is the treatment here and are there any instances of the treatment injuring patients and what percentage of patients have been injured by it? Number two, if it goes untreated, what are the consequences? Meaning short term in the next week or two and long term over the years. Believe it or not, some medical conditions have absolutely no consequences to going untreated. So imagine you had a back injury like a herniated disc and you asked the doctor, what is the consequence if I don't take the painkiller? And they said, well, your back's just going to hurt for a period of time until you get through physical therapy, lift weights or exercise enough to eliminate the pain. Well, maybe you don't want the painkiller. Number three, of all of the medication that you prescribed, which ones actually treat the disease or condition and which ones are not actually to cure the condition but treat things like pain or the fact that you might have a dry mouth or some other side effect? For example, if you have a toothache, 
They will prescribe an antibiotic if the tooth is infected, but they also might prescribe ibuprofen or some other painkiller. Ibuprofen is available over the counter. Typically, the pain is going to go away anyway within two or three days of taking the antibiotic. So why do we need an entire week of painkiller? You need to find out how many years does the average patient have to take this medication before being cured. So there are several situations where this pertains. The first is with diabetes, but there are also other things in medicine that this pertains to, like psychiatric medications. By the way, I have a background in psychology. I hold a master's degree in psychology, and there are treatments in psychology that do not require medication. Believe it or not, most psychiatrists are not even trained in these treatments. Clinical psychologists, a specific type, and behavior analysts are trained in cognitive behavioral therapy, which actually comes out of behavioral therapy and has been scientifically shown to be able to alter many problematic psychological conditions. In terms of diabetes, some people have been able to erase certain types of diabetes on their own through diet, weight loss, and exercise. Most doctors almost never announce this. Again, a behavior analyst or clinical psychologist who specifically practices cognitive behavioral therapy or behavioral therapy can help you in this way to remedy and maybe eliminate your diabetes. Number four, ask yourself, can the solution be done on my own? Now, you have to be careful with this because you don't just want to go off any remedy you find on your own. But what I'm talking about is if you were prescribed physical therapy, can you go to the gym to help with the therapy or even do the physical therapy on your own? Now, obviously, this would take a good degree of motivation. And so if you're not motivated to go to the gym, then this would be hard to do. But if the treatment involves a special medication, then this is not something that you can do on your own. So make sure it's something that you can do on your own, like physical therapy, before you go this route. Number five is one of the most important things for us as we go to the doctor to assert ourselves given the history of discrimination in medicine. Ask your doctor if they've read a book that you've read recently and establish your authority. Establish your authority. That's very important. Be knowledgeable about the racial discrepancies in medicine. Announce your authority in the room. Historically, blacks, Latinos, and Native Americans have been treated differently. Therefore, if you go into the room demonstrating that you have a knowledge about the world, this frames the conversation around you as a patient more than if you don't. So there are several ways to do this. One would be to announce your title, what you do, or what you study in school, or on your own, or job position, if it holds weight. So think about this for a minute. If you were a doctor and you walked into a doctor's office, would you be treated differently if you told them that you were a doctor? Plainly put, you shouldn't be, but you would be treated differently. Similarly, if you're an attorney, would you be treated differently if you went into a doctor's office? So you almost, unfortunately, in the medical establishment, have to establish yourself with some sort of authority. And if you don't come with a sense of purpose, with the sense of authority, you will be mistreated and you will be treated differently. But if you come with a sense of purpose and authority, you will be treated better. So I want to be clear that many of the great historical people who changed black history, like Malcolm X, never went to college. However, I know perhaps no one better to assert himself than Malcolm X. 
to anyone else. And I also don't know of anybody else who has memorized the entire dictionary. He was a genius. And so the amount of knowledge that you have in your brain, in your head, is not dependent on your job title. And you can exercise this in the doctor's office by asking the doctor if they are aware of a book that you just read. So walking into the doctor's office and letting them know that you recently read a cool book on medicine or any topic for that matter that is not super controversial will place you on that same platform where you're going to be treated differently. The other thing that will really help you is socially interacting with the doctor more than just being a patient with another number and a condition on their list. It's very, very key. And this can be done by going in with a question or two about their specialization, maybe where they went to school for the medical degree. So my advice is number one, establish yourself as an important member of society. Establish yourself as an academic by asking and announcing a book that you've read and ask them then about themselves and where they went to school and what their specialization is. They will be happy to tell you about it. Number six, write down or in today's world document with the text message on your phone a few questions to ask about your specific condition and treatment and do this in advance of the doctor's visit if possible. Sometimes you'll have to do this after the doctor leaves the room because you don't know anything until they leave the room. So the doctor will come in the room, explain everything within 60 seconds, ask if you have any questions and run out of the room. That's not enough time for you to formulate questions. So when they are about to run out of the room, tell them that you need about five to 10 minutes to think about what they just said and to come back so that you can ask a couple of questions. Number seven, Pull out your phone and ask the doctor if you can videotape the explanation that they're about to give. Tell them that this is just for your personal use and this will help you remember what they said. They usually will allow you to do this and this will help you to be able to review things later and understand later what they explained. Number eight, unfortunately medicine has a business side and many doctors will ask you to follow up with them even when they've determined that you are healthy. So why do they do this? Because they make more money. So if you have been determined definitively to be healthy, ask them when they're trying to schedule a follow-up. Wait, you just said that I'm healthy, right? So why are we scheduling a follow-up? And usually they'll tell you that if you really need the follow-up to come or if it's just a good idea to do a check-in every so often. So a check-in every so often isn't a bad idea, but this is not necessary to be scheduling with them a month out from a visit that they tell you that you're perfectly healthy. Number nine, make sure to search on the internet about your condition after you leave the doctor's office. Now be very careful about accepting alternative treatments through social media, but make sure to research preventative tests that can be done to uncover certain ailments. Often when you have preventative checkups, tests or procedures, they can catch things early like cancer and save your life. Now, when I'm talking about searching, what I'm saying is to do a simple internet search and read about the condition from reputable medical-based websites. If you start looking on social media, you can find anyone who says anything and this isn't a good idea. This will allow you to formulate even better questions for the next doctor's visit if needed. The other thing that you can do is enter the word scam in with any treatment. This is great in any type of search about social media or any type of information in general from any business because you'll find out 
if someone is telling you about some cool new treatment on the internet that is actually a scam. So enter the word scam in your regular search and this will pop up search items where people have actually been scammed by that treatment and then you'll know not to use that treatment. Number 10, if it involves some kind of major surgery or life-altering treatment, research the best hospital that does the procedure in your state or country. So if you have to have something like brain surgery, search for the highest rated brain surgery centers in your state. Here you can get the top place to get treatment. You can also do this with hospitals. Ask for a second opinion and even more importantly, research areas of your state or country that have the better treatment facilities, not just the better doctors. There are certain areas of the country that have the worst medical treatment and you might live in one. Typically the South has poor medical treatment than the North. So do the research. If you have to have major surgery or some other type of major treatment, and either go to the number one hospital in the state or go outside of your state. Also, within your city, you actually have better hospitals and hospitals that aren't equipped to deal with patients because they don't even have the equipment to help you. They may not even have like an MRI or CAT scanner if you had a heart issue and may only give you like an EKG or an ECG and that's it and send you home. So you need to make sure that the hospital has the equipment. And some hospitals can't even do minor surgeries because they aren't equipped. So, for example, if you're living in the outer boroughs in New York City, you should research the local hospital and also know that a train right away, a subway train right away, you might have the best doctor in the hospital treatment in the country who can treat your ailment, but you end up being given inferior treatment because of where you live. And if you're wondering how to find the number one hospital, they're ranked now, so you can look at them up on the internet. What's the number one hospital for cancer treatment in the state of New York, or California, or Georgia, or Florida, or Virginia, or England, or Canada, or Ghana, or Nigeria? Stay strong. As always, we conclude the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast with an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself, MC Brother Miles. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a poem I wrote. And please share what you've heard today with everyone that you know. Number one, Doc, what is the treatment statement? And are there any instances of the treatment injuring patients? What percentage of patients' cases in the nation have been injured by this treatment statement? Number two, if it goes untreated, what all the consequences see? And that takes me to number three of all the medication that you prescribe, which one actually treat the disease or condition to keep me alive, and which don't actually cure the condition, but treat things like pain in your jawline, and how long I have to take it, will it be for my whole life? Number four, ask yourself for sure, can the solution be done on my own tour or cure? Is this treatment some job, which brings me to number five, announce your authority in the room, either by asking your doctor if they've read a book that you've read recently, be knowledgeable about the medical racial discrepancies in medicine and unfortunate history in the mix. Number six, 
Before the doctor steps out the room, tell them you're thinking about the questions in your head that loom and document with the text message all of the questions. So when they come back in the room, you have the lessons. Number seven, take a videotape for personal reference. You can watch the video later and develop more questions for the next medical session as you wait. Number eight. If they say you are healthy and have to follow up with them, call them into question. There's no need to continue with medical tests and unnecessary lessons. Number nine, make sure to search the internet about your condition and preventative things that everyone your age should be getting and not social media dispositions. But if you should get advice from someone on the internet, man, who seems to have, yes, the perfect plan, make sure you do a separate internet search with the word scam, my friend. Number 10, if it involves some kind of major surgery or life-altering treatment, not all facilities are equal. Research the best hospital or facility that does a procedure in your state or country and read the reasons. If you follow these lessons, you'll thrive and stay alive so that future generations can be nourished with their eyes on the prize. Thank you for listening to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. If you like listening to this podcast, you can now support it by becoming a direct supporter of the weekly podcast. You can donate at the $4.99 level, and if you don't have as much money, you can support it for as little as $1 per month. Please click the link at the end of the description on my podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. The link will take you to my Anchor.fm podcast page, which is powered by Spotify. If you scroll down on my Anchor.fm page, you will see a button which says support. Anyone who supports at the $9.99 level monthly, I will send you an autographed copy of my book, The Real Wakandas of Africa, Dr. John Henry Clark versus Herman Cain, if you email me. If you support me at the $9.99 level, you will need to email me the address that you want the book sent to at Martinez at gmail.com and I will send you an autographed copy of my book. Again, that email is Martinez at gmail.com M-A-U-R-I-C-E-M-I-L-E-S-M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z at gmail.com, all one word. And I will send you an autographed copy of the book if you support me again at the $9.99 level. You can also pick a copy of my books up on Amazon, The Real Wakandas of Africa, Dr. John Henry Clark vs. Herman Cain, The Great Wall of Africa, The Empire of Benin's 10,000-mile-long wall, and The Real Vibranium of Africa, which is also under the name The Wakandas, Real Vibranium of Africa, by myself, Maurice Miles Martinez. I have some new books coming out soon, and I will keep you updated. Thank you again for listening to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast, and I will speak with you next week.